So that is Krishna. So this is the sum and substance of the Krishna consciousness movement. Take the position of Prabhu to all of you. Hmm. To be, take the position of worshipable Guru to all of you. As I was also quoting the other day from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta in one of his Vyasa Puja addresses that it is the duty of the Guru to teach the disciples, especially the Bhagavata, which is the sum and substance of all Vedic literatures. So in the course of teaching the Bhagavata, he will, in the, uh, uh, as he, especially in Brahmachari, they are living very closely under the guidance of the uh, chariot. That means, uh, what, what it means is a Brahmachari Gurukuri Vasa Nanta The Brahmachari lives in the tradition, living a very humble life. Whatever is required, whatever is ordered, he simply does. That's all. No independent life. Just like a slave, Prabhupada translated this. Dasava. Dasavat. Just like a slave. Very humbly, Achara Nicha. Sudhira Guru Savadra. And a very strong sense of here, uh, uh, what, what shall we say? Prabhupada translated as friendship. There's no real, again, English is not the right language for these kind of things. So, so hridam, I've very uh, good heart to heart feeling. So, a very strong heart to heart feeling for the Guru Dhammachari lives in the Guru and then uh, he is under the shelter of the Acharya. Of course, Grihastra is also under the shelter of the Acharya, but uh, not directly in the same. Uh, strict, regulated mind. So, anyway, the Brahmachari, who's, now it's interesting to know that this verse is spoken by Lord Krishna, that, anyway, let me say this, Acharya, Lord Krishna says one should consider the Acharya to be uh, just like myself, should consider him as virgin, and not disrespect him in any way, not think of him as an ordinary human being. Because he is the uh, sum total of the representative of all the demigods. That's how Lord Krishna expressed it in this verse. All the great saintly persons. So one may think, well, you know, that refers to the very great Acharyas, but here Lord Krishna is referring to the, the what might what would be the village guru. Living in the Rishi, living in the forest. Rishis used to live in the forest, but close to a village. And the villagers would come. Well, there are different kinds of Rishis. Some are in the deep in the forest. But those who were uh, teaching as acharyas, they might live at the edge of the village, or they might live in the forest, but close to the village because the brahmacharis would go begging every day. Uh, 
So, and all the local village boys would come for training as brahmacharis. So, the guru is to be respected as good as God. Bhaktisattva was explaining that in the course of explaining the Bhagavatam, the guru will be obliged to explain this verse. Now when he comes to, when he comes to explain this verse, what should he say? Because he, he has to, t- if he follows what's in Shastra, he has to tell the disciples that indirectly, or not very indirectly, using the words of Lord Krishna, he is saying that you should worship me and think of me as good as God. No one will say I'm as good as God, except unless he's a rascal. But the Vaishnava would say he is good as God, but here he is in the, the uh, Acharya, he's obliged to teach the words of Krishna as given in Bhagavatam. So, Bhaktisthansa Sajjaka posed the rhetorical question, then should he not teach this to the disciple? Should he instead tell the disciple that you should give him a, a few strokes with, give the guru a few strokes with a whip? It is his duty to teach what is in Shastra. So my role in this song in relationship to Especially those who are my uh, direct disciples, is that I'm taking the role of Guru, and it is your duty, as enjoyed by Lord Krishna, to respect the Guru in this way. Of course, Guru is one, and Guru is many also. So, although your tendency will be to see myself as your guru. It's also important that to see that we have many gurus. Jaha Hoite Krishna Prem Shri Guru This is one definition of guru given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And for some reason or other, it's not very widely quoted, but it's there in Chaitanya Chaitanya. But succinct definition from whom one gets Krishna Prem. That is good. So, many or several devotees in their offerings have said that I'm giving Krishna Prem and so many things like this. Giving, yes. Giving means I, I should keep Prabhupada's feet on my head that I can get. Then I can give. And how is it given? It's uh, as Prabhupada himself would also point out, it's not the electric shock treatment. <laughs> it might be the verbal shock treatment, but not electric shock treatment. In, in other words, it's, uh, it's like that song is there. Sri Guru Charanapadna Kevala Bhakti Shadna. So, it's the abode. Of pure devotion, but there's the there's the courtyard and the doorway, and one has to gradually enter. So one can cheaply 
pretend to give Krishna praying but it is more beneficial to follow the process by which we can actually become uh, qualified to receive that Krishna prayer. We have to be uh, first of all understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we are his eternal servants. He is the Supreme Enjoyer. I am not the enjoyer. This is to be understood very clearly. Then only will discussion of Krishna's past, intimate pastimes be fruitful. Otherwise, with the wrong mentality, uh, if we approach that with the wrong mentality, then uh, that can be disastrous. So fools jump in where angels fear to tread. The same is there. So anyway, my function or my duty within this movement, part of that, well, of course my, my, my main duty or the, the uh, basic definition of my duty in this movement is to serve in some capacity or other the mission of Srila Prabhupada, which is the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that's everyone's duty within this movement. But everyone, as I was saying, has different roles to play. So, one of my main duties is uh, on Srila Prabhupada's order to uh, accept disciples, initiate them into the path, show us by Srila Prabhupada. That is one of my main duties. I have other duties also writing books, lecturing, myself, practicing. I still have to practice, but one of my main duties and maybe the most prominently visible one is that of uh, connecting yourselves to the parapara, which I am so fortunate myself to be connected to. So that is my role. You also have your role to play as servants of this Sangitan mission. And though my role is apparently superior role to yours, and certainly in terms of dealings, this uh, sense of superiority uh, has the, that has to be maintained. Someone was asking me recently, that was just over two when I went to Google National just over two months ago. Someone who's fairly new devotee, fairly new in devotional service, asked me about that. Well, it says, with Krishna, we first of all we're trained to understand that we're his eternal servant, but then when we become fixed in that knowledge, we may attain to the, uh, we may attain a relationship of friendship or parenthood or a conjugal relationship with Krishna. So does that develop in relationship with Guru? The answer is no. Chakudama Devaje Dhamme Dhamme Prabhuse. 
it's not that uh, at some point, just like with Krishna, his friends are jumping on his back. So there doesn't come a point when one does that with the Guru. It's always uh, formally superiority. You see, it's also in, it's very clear in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much emphasized this. When his very dear and intimate associate, Jagadananda Pandit, told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that I Sanatana Goswami asked me some advice and I gave it to him. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I, I advised him thus. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very discreet. He said, Who are you to give advice to Sanatana Goswami? He's much super. Out of his humility, he's asking you. But he's much senior to you. Marja Dalangon, Mui Shorhite Napari, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I cannot tolerate. Although he recommended to be more tolerant than a tree, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I cannot tolerate transgressions of the proper etiquette. So, uh, I'm taking the position of your guide, your leader, your guru, and I'm trying to take that very seriously. Trust that you will also take your position as disciples very seriously. It's not a very light or easy thing. It's not that well, well, let's try it out. Someone I heard some years ago was there's some talk that he should take sannyas. He said, yeah, well, I can try it out. Yeah. He tried it out. He didn't last. No, no trying it out. And you take it up and you take it. Once taken it up, don't go back. So I'm taking this, uh, attempting to take this very seriously. I trust you'll take your role as disciples also very seriously. But at the same time, we also understand that uh, on, a, on another, another perspective is that uh, that we're all here to serve Krishna, we're all servants. So although I may be serving you, I, I may be serving in one capacity as Guru, of course my, my more intrinsic uh, position is not that of being guru, that's being servant of Krishna and servant of my guru, Prabhupada. And secondarily, in service Prabhupada, or as a, not, not exactly secondarily, but as a consequence of my service to Prabhupada, on his order, I'm taking this role of giving shiksha, diksha, uh, but of course, you are also servants of Prabhupada, previous Acharyas, and Krishna. So in that sense, we're also the same. We're also we're all here to serve Krishna together. And it's not necessarily that uh, either someone has taken up the role of Guru, that he is 
more dear to Krishna than there may be. Maybe said that some uh, some disciple who is very humbly serving is uh, pleasing Krishna more, and it's also not necessarily that that the disciple the disciple always thinks of, I was also discussing this the other day. I think that was in, that was in response to Vijay Krishna Prabhu's question just yesterday that the uh, the disciple always feels himself fully dependent on the mercy of the Guru and inferior to the Guru but if every disciple was in every actually inferior to the Guru, then the Parampara would be always in a state of decline, which is not desirable. So maybe in some cases that by the grace of his Guru, the disciple does more for spreading Krishna consciousness, or is more uh, influential in the world, or more powerful in preaching Krishna consciousness than his own Guru. And of course there are many examples of this. Madhvacharya, uh, he, both, both Madhvacharya and Ramanujacharya, they, they're official gurus, because Ramanuja had several gurus. But uh, one of Ramanuja's guru, Yadav Prakash, and then uh, Madhvacharya, Sanyasu, Achyutta Preksha. They, Madhvacharya and Ramanuja both converted, having taken uh, formal initiation from them, they then converted their gurus to Vaishnavas. So, Madhva's vital link in the Parampara is considered to be that of Vyasa directly. Ramaraja had several gurus, Mantra Guru, and his most was uh, Goshi, his most important link in the Parampara is considered Yamuna Acharya, who he never spoke to because when Ramanujacharya met Yamunacharya, he just passed away. He, he just saw his form lying there. Anyway, uh, the point here is that uh, the, as, as Prabhupada pointed out in one book, that, that, that the Guru is very happy if he sees the disciple making advancement in Krishna consciousness. Just like a father sees, if he sees his child doing nicely, he becomes very pleased. Oh, very nice. My child is doing so well. So, Guru becomes very pleased if he sees his uh, disciple advancing in Krishna consciousness. Now, it's enjoying that the disciple should not be envious of the Guru. It's possible that the disciple could become envious and think, well, you know, why, why so much attention to him? And why is he chastising me so much? I didn't really do anything wrong. And why is he always chastising me? And in various ways, one may be envious or have doubts in the Guru, and he doesn't remember some verses or he's not going to learn it, or he gets sick, he's having his karmic reactions. And, uh, Suffering pain, you may think it's just like an ordinary person, but one is enjoined 
not to think like that. One is Nagavani Kari Chit, one should Namarita Bhutti, one shouldn't think of him as an ordinary person. Jata Deko Vaishnava, Bebahar Duk, is Trajaneha Taha, Haranda Shuk. One should understand that if a Vaishnava is apparently suffering distress, that that's actually his uh, in another way, enjoying transcendental bliss. So the disciples enjoy not to be envious of the Guru, not Guru Shu, not about the Vaishnava Jati Bhutti, one should not think that the Guru is just like an ordinary man or thinking of a Vaishnava belongs to a particular caste uh, or not, no caste, I our caste. Um, but one should always see the spiritual master in terms of his service and relationship with Mukunda, Krishna. So the disciple, actually, Srila Bhaktisthan Sarasura Thakur gave a wonderful lecture explaining this point, how Vaishnava, well, I know that's called Vaishnava Charitra, Shadava Pavitra. The character of Vaishnava is always pure. So, uh, disciples should not envy the Guru, and Guru should also not envy the disciple. <laughs> As was the case with uh, Yadav Prakash, with Ramanuja. When the, uh, when Ramanuja did, yeah, there's a story that, uh, Yadha Prakash was being massaged by the young boy, Ramanuja, who was a young boy, and Yadha Prakash was explaining from the Upanishads, the, uh, giving Shankaracharya's explanation of the, the name of Vishnu, which Shankaracharya explains that he is, Lord Vishnu is reddish like the buttocks of a monkey. And Rama, Ramanujacharya hearing this became very sad to hear this and involuntarily tears dropped from his eyes. Hot tears, tears of, of anger or distress. So Yadav Prakash said, why are you crying? You know, what's he said, well, I don't like your explanation. This explanation seems to be not very right. He said, well, what do you mean it's not right? It's Shankara's explanation. He's our Acharya. But, but uh, Ramanuja offered another explanation how the, uh, actually this, it means his eyes are like the lotus. He gave a, he gave a, Sanskrit analytical commentary, which no one had ever given before, it was just a young boy. Found Ramanuja, of course, he's the empowered Acharya. And at this time, Yadav Prakash could understand that this boy is very dangerous, he's going to smash our whole Sampadaya, and he's, he's defeated me on one point, and he's just a young boy, so he conspired to kill Ramanuja. He planned to kill him. So, uh, anyway, by the grace of the Lord, of course, Ramanuja was saved, and later Yadav Prakash was also saved by the mercy of Ramanuja, who uh, saved him from worse than death, Mayavan. 
So it, it may be some that the, the, the Guru may say, or oh, the disciple is, uh, he's, uh, he's got so much material wealth and I couldn't enjoy it like that. That's why I became a sannyasi. Or he's enjoying wealth, home, family, all these things. Why does he have such a nice car? I, I don't have such a nice car. So it may end it, or it may, it may be that, uh, the disciple is more potent in preaching, more learned in Shastra, better behaved, or in, in so many ways. Better cook, better redundant player. We didn't see that with Sri Prabhupada. He was better than everyone in everything. He was an exception. You can't. It's a fallacy of modern Vaishnav society, or a misunderstanding that every guru, if they're not in every respect as good as Prabhupada in every way, then they're just bogus. This is a, this is a misunderstanding. Obviously, Prabhupada was a very but it's very special even among our acharyas. The general duty of an acharya is to teach according to the way that he has heard from his guru. So if one can properly represent Prabhupada, that in itself is glorious, but there's, it is inappropriate to try to uh, be in every way the same as Prabhupada, because he is very special, and, and obviously the, the very special representative of Krishna, and the glory of his followers in the civic succession will be to represent what he has given. So it is a it is a mistake to think that every guru should be as good in in all respects, in every way, as Srila Prabhupada. Not that doesn't give a license for gurus to be nonsense. But, and say, well, you know, I'm not as good as Prabhupada. But uh, they should strictly follow, but at the same time, the uh, tremendous transcendental potency and realizations which are given by men, and Vaishnava qualities, humility, and so many wonderful qualities, Prabhupada's followers, they can aspire to attain to those qualities and the sincere endeavor to represent Srila Prabhupada will give others also the opportunity to follow in his divine lotus footsteps. So it may be that, uh, and practically is, that in some ways the uh, this we can expect more in uh, present generations that the disciples in some ways may be more qualified than the guru. They may, may be more learned in Shastra, in Sanskrit, in like I may have put preaching ability, maybe especially coming from that from the cultured Indian family, which is a dying species now, they should put it on 
you know, I have these uh, WWF, World Wildlife Fund, protecting beetles in the Amazon or something like that, some endangered species. But there's a much more important endangered species, far more important, which is the cultured Indian. So that's a highly endangered species. It's rapid, becoming very rare. Those who are following their original culture. So it may be that anyway, it's still something is going on in some places. That uh, that wonderful thing which is in invited in cultured families, which is Sanskrit. Fighting Sanskrit. So, in many cases, if such cultured persons take to this Krishna conscious movement, then uh, it's likely they're going to be more uh, cultured by by breeding. This word breeding in English that, that doesn't mean just like chicken breeding, but it also means uh, it also means. Uh, culture that's been imbibed through training in a good family. So, such persons, especially if they come to our Krishna consciousness, then they're likely to, 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 to almost inherently be more cultured than their gurus. <laughs> and, uh, Many, especially from Bengal and Odisha, many of the many of the devotees joining are going to be more expert in Madanga playing and other facets of Kirtan. So the Guru also shouldn't be envious of the disciple. But he should be very pleased. Oh, very nice. You're doing it. You're serving Krishna so nicely, more than I can do. And encouraged in that way. Prabhupada mentioned in one of her thoughts that Lord Nityananda, on the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was able to preach very widely in Bengal, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he left Bengal. Sometimes it's said due to the wellness clearly there, clearly described in Chaitanya Bhagavad in some detail, due to the bad behavior of, the, of certain people in Navadip, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left Bengali and domiciled in Puri. Of course there are internal reasons for that also. But uh, then later Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Nityananda Guru, you preach in Bengal, I don't see anyone but you who can do that. Because it requires a very, uh, it's a very difficult job. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying it's not such an easy thing to preach in, in Bengal, considering the social and cultural position at that time. Even now, it's not such an easy job. Having an influence, communist influence. Around Krishna mission influence and so many other things. It's not such an easy journey, not such an easy task to preach there. So Nityananda Prabhu, he performed the uh, 
very special service of preaching in a very difficult place. He did something wonderful and unprecedented on the order of and by the blessings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Prabhupada commented on this, that by the grace of Lord Nityananda, one a disciple can do even more service than Lord Nityananda. He can do even more. Prabhupada gave some examples. I was also talking about the skeleton class in India. Just like Ram Chandra did something uh, extraordinary by uh, constructing a bridge of rocks floating on the ocean with which he and his army marched to Lanka. But Hanuman did something even more wonderful. He just jumped. No need of any bridge. So, the same way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered himself incapable of preaching in Bengal, Lord Nityananda did it. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke about preaching all over the world. Prabhupada did it. So, there are many examples of devotees apparently doing more than the Lord, that is by the grace of the Lord. And Prabhupada, uh, in this purport, has encouraged his disciples and subsequent followers or subsequent generations of disciples to take up the challenge and do more than uh, do more than even the previous acharyas have done. Prabhupada said it's possible by the blessings of the Lord if one has a sincere desire to do it. Prabhupada also said that all my disciples they should do more preaching than me. Now, how can you do more preaching than him? Prabhupada said that, uh, you see, I'm, I'm only taking this out of my old age, you're younger. So you have a better opportunity, you should be able to do more than me. Of course, this only serves to underline the fact of how actually empowered Prabhupada was. We're struggling on in our own way in the absence of Prabhupada's direct personal physical presence. But uh, that was the challenge. Prabhupada gave you do more, take it up, become strong in Krishna consciousness. So I would like to request all of you, my disciples here, that uh, you have Praise me for what are actually, if you consider all these, eternal life has been so many years in this form, which I, it seems like a lot, and this form will keep only being like six or seven years. Um, but if I look back, I mean, I really haven't done that much, which I, I, I could have done and should have done in these 29 years. Yeah, 29. So, uh, you can take shiksha from me also in that way. But don't be, don't be so useless as me. You do something, do something positive for spreading the Christian conscious movement. I, I consider my father my first guru. He taught me uh, not to smoke cigarettes and not to mix up with other people's wives. He taught me, indirectly, or 
negatively by his own example, by smoking constantly and mixing up with other people's words, so I have to say. So, by his constant coughing, I mean, I don't, I have a nice, somewhat distant relationship with my bodily father, but I learned from him, I saw that uh, this constant coughing and, I don't know, yeah, so I, I just asked him, why should I smoke? And then I saw that all the trouble he got in by, he made life very difficult for himself by doing the, partaking in the quite normal British or Western world cultural practice of uh, mixing up with other people's wives. So I also saw that it didn't bring him any, bring him any happiness or anything. And he was disgraced and so many things. So then, so in that way he was my guru also. <laughs> so you can also learn from me 